Welcome back, everyone, to this very special Veterans Day edition. Of course, I'm your host, Mo, and today we honor all of our veterans, both past and present, on behalf of the Beer and Bayonets family, and I cannot think of a better way to do that than with my next guest. He is a two-time New York Times best-selling author, keynote speaker, retired Army Ranger, first sergeant, but most notably, his actions were made famous by the movie Black Hawk Down. Ladies and gentlemen, Matt Eversman. Matt, thank you so oh, much hey. for being here. Hey, Boa, thank you for having me. And uh, you're, you're, you are a kind and generous man to, to make time, and particularly uh, to, to, to talk about Veterans Day and celebrate Veterans Day uh, with you and your audience. Uh, thank you so much. No, thank you, sir. Thank you. So I will uh, we'll get right into it. Uh, you know, Operation Gothic Serpent, Battle of Mogadishu. You know, everyone my age, at least, has obviously seen the movie. We've read the books. Um, but I think what's always missing is the human effect, right? That's one thing that only men that have been, men and women that have been in combat and experienced it firsthand understand what you're talking about. Uh, so, sir, if you could just give us a little bit your recount of the events, kind of what you remember from that day, and uh, kind of how it's affected your life. I mean, obviously you did very well, uh, but please, the floor is yours. Well, thank you, uh, Mo. And, and I tell you, listen, we could we could suck up all of the time uh, talking about that that mission, Gothic Surface, twenty nine years. I mean, twenty nine years ago, which is hard to, for me to even comprehend. Right. You know, uh, twenty nine years went by just like that. Uh, but let me see if I can maybe just uh, uh, bring it down to some smaller, you know, just for the essence of time. Um, you know, this 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 mission. Uh, you know, 1993, this is, uh, you know, we're not at war. This is peacetime army. Uh, and it starts with a, a humanitarian effort uh, of which the U.S. participated in on the Horn of Africa. And Mogadishu, Somalia was one of the, you know, one of the ports of call, so to speak, where uh, we, the United States and U.N. were doing a lot of good, right. uh, pure humanitarian effort. Um, you know the history lesson here. Uh, President Clinton is elected in 92 and 93. We uh, really draw down the force to just about nothing. Yes, sir. And, um, you know, policies are policies and, and presidents make them all the time. Anyway, that, of course, leaves the, the country in a vacuum when the U.S. pulls out and chaos, anarchy, all the great terms that you know, failed states, you know, that right, described right. failed states happened. Exactly. And, and, and the crux of it was one really bad guy, Warlord Muhammad Adid, yep. um, you know, took took out his 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 ire on on everyone. Right. And uh after after killing some uh some Pakistani soldiers, task force rangers formed to go get him. Uh like that's the mission in a nutshell. Right. Go capture, kill Muhammad Adid. And at the time I'm a young staff sergeant who uh you know, new to the Ranger community and, um, you know, started in 10th Mountain Division, then uh, was able to, like you said, they, they were getting desperate, so they needed some bodies, and they <laughs> right. let, me, let I, me in. I definitely get um, that. You know, and, uh, you know, we deployed to Mogadishu on this mission with this Special Operations Task Force. Uh, um, you know, I think if I just drill right into October 3rd, um, you know, our, 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 I'm put in, I'm put in, charge of our chalk uh rather unexpectedly because the 
the truck leader had to uh, go home on a Red Cross message right. uh, emergency. And, you know, in, in the simplest terms as any, the mission uh, kind of started out with uh, one hand tied behind our back before we even got started with, um, you know, truck force helicopter inserted short of the, the, the target point and, you know, have an immediate literature casualty and our comms going down. And then, of course, getting into a, a pretty big scrape, which which is happening, as it turns out, all the way around the battlefield. You know, 19 right. helicopters going in on this target, um, you know, and, and, and it becomes the, the biggest fight since, you know, the Tet Offensive, the biggest gunfight uh, since the Tet Offensive, 18 yeah. hours on the ground, uh, you know, for a task force. Uh, you know, helicopter, a couple of helicopters shot down, uh, one of the pilots captured, um, you know, it was a bad to worse situation. And, and, and I know as I'm telling this story, Mo, that it's, it like, you know, what a colossal failure, you know, what right. a colossal failure. This will, this will bring us into the follow on piece of the question. Um, you know, when I went, uh, in, in, in 1983, I had a database of zero. I had nothing to compare combat to sure, other true. than, right. other than pop, pop culture and books that I'd read about, you know, lurps in Vietnam, basically. Right. And, uh, you know, so I didn't know anything. And all I knew is, man, it's really scary when people shoot at you. And it's really ugly. And it's really hard. And all these things, you know, that that happened. But despite all that, despite the, 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 the obvious losses, you know, we accomplished that mission. Um, you know, we, we Absolutely. captured, you know, the, the, the assaulters captured the guys they were that we were going to get plus 19 other bad guys and again i see that not to sound like i'm i'm Fuck i'm man. making you know lemonade out of lemons but you know that that was it so i walked away from that battle when it was all done like holy shit this pardon me you know holy uh, yeah. smokes yeah, this, no, I... this this is really you know this is ugly stuff right. and um right. you know of course the reality of combat it's like very good men and and women, well trained, well led, right. um, well equipped, are going to die at the hands of an inferior enemy. But right. you know, we won that fight. Absolutely. What I learned from that, and and, and, I'll, and I'll shut up, and I promise I'll be quiet. You know <laughs> what? What I what a young staff sergeant takes from that, you know, is that wow. You know, we live in a world where uh, decisions made at the highest level of our government, you know, they don't just trickle down to affect. A soldier on the ground like it drops like an anvil from the sky and Absolutely. it has an immediate real-time effect in some cases mm -hmm. on the soldiers and, and so from that i realized like wow you know you you know soldiers warriors need to be paying attention to what what really is going on in the world and they need to be thinking about this and contemplating what the future holds and uh, not on top of and on top of that it's like hey anything that you think you know or any assumptions you make about the enemy being easy or soft or poorly trained or whatever, you know, all I can say is that's, that's BS because, uh, you know, a 14 year old kid can, can just shoot a AK across the street and kill, you know, our best yeah. or Delta guy or yeah. seal, um, yep. without even thinking about it. Right. You know, with no training. Yep. I mean, so, so that's the reality. Anyway, I'm all over the map, man, but I hope that sort of sets the stage for, for you, for this conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, and thank you so much for that. Yeah. I mean, you know, like like you said, uh, <laughs> I mean, lucky shots still hurt, right? Like that's I think yeah. that's one of the biggest yeah. lessons learned that uh, at least for me after, you yeah, know, fuck, I don't know, eight or nine deployments now. Um, so yep. I, I completely get that. But one of the biggest things that impacts me, sir, and really I think the guys and gals of my generation is 
like you said, you had no reference point, right? Like I'm, I joined a wartime army. Like we were mm-hmm. all post nine eleven kids, G Watt guys. We knew what we were getting into. You guys really had no idea and no reference point, which is right. mind blowing to me. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, to that point, so I enlisted in 1987. I mean, that was, it was cold war stuff. True. And, you know, I've said it to a million people, you know, I, I, you know, sort of being, I'm a, I'm a tough guy. I, you know, I want to join to go to war. That's what I want to do, you know? And, um, that, that sounds really good until you've been shot at. Right. And, uh, <laughs> right. That you know, and then you well. realize, yeah. yeah, you know, you realize like, Hey man, it, it, it's really not fun and games and seeing, you know, a, a soldier wounded or killed really does, you know, that, that hurts. That's a slap in the face of reality. But to that point, I would say, and I think this applies, honestly, not to sound patronizing, but to you and particularly the post 9-11 GWAT uh, warriors that, um, you know, they knew what they were getting into. Right, um, right. No, to, one, to, you know, to some degree, like right. you, we're, we're, like you said, joining the wartime army. And that's the guys and gals we need, the ones that are, that are willing to go and be comfortable in an uncomfortable environment because that's what our country demands. That's what the na- our, you know, our nation's mission, you know, requires. And, you know, so I, I, you know, like the, these guys and gals that came in, uh, you know, we're fighting two wars too. It's like, Holy shit. They're, uh, they're in it to win it. And boy, have, have, have accounted for themselves very well. Um, but yeah, that kind of wraps up a lesson learned, you know, I, I mean, War's ugly, and but Absolutely. you know sometimes we we got to have we have to have a really professional force of uh, really really tough tough men and women that are are willing to go, um, you know, run down people that crash planes in the towers. Yeah, that's it. That's it. You know, yep. Absolutely. And and to your point, I appreciate the the compliment, but uh, I think it was Mike Tyson that said, you know, everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Right. So, yeah. Like, yeah great, enlisting a in a wartime one. army and deploying to Afghanistan or Iraq is a total different, <laughs> totally different experience. Uh, yeah. You got, you know, like you said, it briefs well until you actually get on target and you're like, holy shit, these rounds can actually hit me. Uh, I can actually hear the crack. That's mm, okay. All right. Let's, let's just go to work. Um, so, sorry, what, uh, I guess, you know, obviously this happened 29 years ago. We just had the anniversary, which, by the way, if you guys haven't done your Mogadishu Mile, get after it. All right, I did mine. Uh, I do it every year, every October 3rd. But uh, And one of the other things, uh, sir, so like I told you, I was in a special missions unit up at Fort Bragg, and uh, part of the our actual training pipeline, um, before we start a very, 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 very important part of the course, uh, we actually – some of our instructors are still, you know, some of the veterans of uh, the Battle of yeah. Mogadishu. And uh, we actually watched um, some of the footage of Super 6-4 going down. Uh, and mm-hmm. they talk about, because to this day, we still take lessons learned from, unfortunately, what you guys had to endure, the 18-hour firefight. Like you said, the longest firefight in American history since it's had offensive. Uh, but I just want to let you know, your sacrifice was not in vain, right? And the, the 18 Americans that we lost that day and... You know, all, you and and all your men and the and all of our compatriots that went out that day, to this day, right? I'm talking, you know, 2000, what, 15, 16 when I went through the course, we still talk about uh, Operation Gothic Serpent and the Battle of Mogadishu and take lessons learned from, unfortunately, what you guys had to endure. So, just want to put yeah. that out there. 
No, well, and again, thank you. And it, it's 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 good to hear. And listen, it's a weird thing to say, like, oh, it's good to hear that we're talking about, you know, no, all the, the the bad stuff. But it, it is good to hear because right. um, I I'll tell you this, and 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 just to, not to divert too much, but you know what amazed me um, post Mogadishu, you know, now and I I decided, hey, I, I I'm going to stay in. I I like this this this. Uh, I like this army. I like the mission. I like the men I'm with, you know, at the time it's all male. So, uh, you know, right, the regiment, right, right. but you know, uh, I realized like there's a lot to learn and there's a lot of lessons to pass on. Um, and it used to really frost me. I mean, to this day, it still does that, uh, you would hear really smart men and women leaders, senior leaders, um, that would say, Oh, well that could never happen again. Or, right. you know, this will <laughs> never happen. And, right. and I'm thinking, I don't know what particular hallucinogen you're on, but you are. And that's, you know, I I guess, again, going back a lesson learned, hey, if you can think it, it it can happen. It really can. And, you know, short of them shooting down a helicopter with a bow and arrow, which I'm surprised that hasn't happened, but it could. um, You know, it's like anything is possible in the battlefield. And, you know, these young men and women are at the team level, even, you know, we always think about the commanders, but like, as a team, they got to be thinking about what, what, what happens when the worst of the worst happens and the battalion commander is killed or the fill in the blank, you name it could happen. Like sure. it really can. And uh, anyway, I, I'm shocked that there are some people still to this day that, uh, that haven't learned a lesson from, from that. And uh, Hey man, you know, it's like, Bring all your equipment always and be prepared to fight at night because, yeah, you know, your nods don't do anything for you sitting on the back, you know, of your, on your, on your <laughs> right. You know? Nope. I definitely get that. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, thanks again, Matt, for that. Um, and I guess, obviously, 29 years have passed, right? This this doesn't define you as it, as it shouldn't. Um, but if you could look back and tell 18, 19-year-old Matt, you know, anything, it doesn't have to be military-related, um, you know, obviously you're a very successful author and speaker and you run your own business. What would you look back and tell that young man, uh, just in general, right? It doesn't even have to be military. What, what lessons learned? What would you like to look back and tell your younger self? Hey man, make sure you do this or pay attention to this. Yeah. Besides putting every penny into Google stock, um, <laughs> you know, right, I, right, I, right. other than that one, um, you know, I, I think, I, you know, there's, there's not a lot I would change, but I would tell myself, I would tell my younger self a couple of things, and it would start off at this very basic premise, and that is luck and opportunity are, are always right around the corner for all of us. And, and it means that you, you know, awesome. don't ever sell yourself short. Again, I'm not saying, hey, I'm, I'm going to go you know, be an astronaut or a pilot and I'm colorblind and I, you know, have, you know, 10, you know, <laughs> three, I can see it at 10 feet what other people see at 300. I'm not saying right. like, let's be unrealistic stuff, but you know, don't, don't, don't ever sell yourself short. Oh, I couldn't, I could never try out for the Rangers because, you know, I'm not talking the hockey team, you know, you know right. I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't go to rip or rope or whatever they're right. called these days. Cause you know, I'm just not good enough. Like, right. well, if you say that you're not, you never know, right. you know, it's that, you know, so I would, I would drive that into young Matt Eversman's head. Um, you know, he said it, it is always out there and don't, there's no shame in trying and not succeeding. 
You know, there's no report. Yeah. There's no report card on your life until the final one. Yep. Um, you know, when when the good Lord calls us home, uh, and you hope it's a good one. But other than that, you know, the, 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 I really, really believe that. Um, don't just don't don't get stunk. Hey, if you tried something and it didn't go the way you 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 planned it, you know, look for what's next and constantly exactly. be looking forward. I right. guess that that's the the one two punch. But I really believe it that. You know, once you set your mind to that, um, doesn't mean it's always going to happen the way you like, but it, it, it's always out there. And uh, if you don't try it, somebody else definitely is. That's true. Why yeah. should Why shouldn't you try? No, well, no, absolutely. That that reminds me of an old, you know, saying in the in the community. Right? I'm sure you've heard the rocking chair test. All right, when you're 80 years old, sitting in your rocking chair on your front porch, looking back in your life, what are you going to regret? All right. Nine times out of ten, you don't regret the things that you didn't make. You regret the things you didn't try. Yeah, and that's the yeah. biggest. That's the biggest tragedy in life, really. Is you know, because whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. Right. I'm I'm five foot four, a whopping hundred and fifty pounds, and I've done things that probably not qualified to do. But hey, they let me go anyway. Man, they let me yep. do go these places, and like you said, right? Don't ever sell yourself short. So I love that. Awesome. There. Yeah, no, I, that's a, you're you're spot on, and I love that rocking. I honestly, that 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 I've not heard that rocking chair. Oh, uh, okay. you know specifically. So that's that's a cool one. I'm going to totally steal it. Absolutely, yeah, rocking chair test, right? Can't go wrong. But uh, hey, Matt, thank you so much for spending time with us. Uh, really, 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 from the bottom of my heart, appreciate this, and appreciate all you veterans out there, past and present. But uh, thank you so much, Matt. Yeah, man. No. Hey, hey Mo, real quick. In, Please. In, in two seconds. I just want to say one one last word to everybody beyond just to thank you for listening and thanks to veterans for the heavy lifting and everything. But uh, if there's one universal message I would just say to everybody truly is, you know, treat people kindly. You know, follow the golden rule. Yeah. Uh, the world does not need another asshole. we got plenty of them. That's we true. need yeah. We need good, strong men and women to be um, polite means not saying don't be weak, be weak. I'm saying be strong, be tough, be all that stuff, but be polite and follow the golden rule and just treat people well. That's it. If you do that, all this other bullshit goes away yeah. and we can focus on the mission of going out, you know, and fighting the wars that need to be fought. So anyway, that's, that's it, Mo. Thank you for no, I love uh, indulging me. No, I love that. And you guys heard it from a, from a no shit tough guy, right? So you have no excuse. Be kind. <laughs> All right. Tell my wife that. Yeah, she <laughs> she uh, might disagree, but no, thank you, man. I appreciate no, it. Thank you. Thank everybody for listening. Love you guys. Beer and bayonets.